So I like to say that I marry storytelling and business. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. So from the journalist side and being a book nerd, I'm a really big fan of things have to be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. they have to like actually and the, how we connect is stories. You know, what is it? Campfire tales or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That's how we connect. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, this is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and we're doing something a little bit different this year with some of our episodes. We're repurposing some of our favorite episodes around specific topics related to entrepreneurship. This month, we're focusing on entrepreneurship and community, us, we, our, together, and we're going to look at entrepreneurship and industries and different types of entrepreneurship and ultimately what that really means, but we're also going to delve deeper into the importance of community, networking, niche communities, and how that supports being a CEO entrepreneur and business owner. So sit back and enjoy these special episodes around entrepreneurship and community. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Kat Brandle of catbrandle.com. Kat, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Kat so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Kat's love of stories made her a lifelong book nerd and led to her studying journalism and building a career in media. After gaining a boatload of marketing experience around the world, she learned how to not just tell stories, but for stories sake, but how they can drive businesses forward. After soaking up all the knowledge, she went out on her own, launching the Leading Rebels podcast, co-founding the community club and co-working space for women, co-women, and collaborating with kick-ass women like you, like you to launch your podcast to get your voice heard. Kat, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am ready. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. So I wanted to, to give you the mic, so to speak, and kick everything off here a little bit more about your CEO story. What led you to get started with your business? Well, it was kind of one thing led to another. I started the podcast because I got a leadership position at a tech startup. And there wasn't a lot of women leadership, as unfortunately is still the case in tech. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to know a little bit about female leadership and what that looks like. And since, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a journalist and other people were having the same questions. I thought, you know, why not share the conversations I'm having? And that's how the Leading Rebels podcast got born. And I have to admit that kind of already started the entrepreneurial bug when you start a podcast and create something for yourself. You're already kind of in the flow. And then I met my co-founders through the Women's Networks because I got into that scene kind of as in quotation marks. And they had this idea for a community club and co-working space for women, which didn't exist at all in Germany. Mm -hmm. So we're like, we got together and did that. And then I quit my job and went full time, (laughs) both with co-women and as a podcast strategist. Nice. I I definitely appreciate that. And and it it definitely seems like, as you were saying, like once you start seeing or getting that entrepreneurial bug or you discover it, then you start to see things everywhere. And it's like you have to rein in the amount of opportunities you have because you always see, you know, different things you can do all the time. Yeah. The list of like to do soon projects of what could be, (laughs) is very long. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I appreciate that. And also, I know I kind of touched on when I was reading your bio, just how, you know, journalism in and of itself is not just like, you know, writing for newspapers or magazines. It's, it's developed, especially with content being so prevalent in businesses. It's, it's become a way for people to tell the story. So that's why I love, you know, everything that you're building, you're growing. And I'm a journalism nut and, and a book nerd, too. So I could definitely appreciate all that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely what I love is that there's so many mediums now that you can choose what is the best avenue, both in how you're good at storytelling and where your audience hangs out. And that's just perfect that there's so many avenues now. Exactly. Choices abundant. So I I know you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to hear some more about your podcast, like what we can expect by listening to it and also everything you're doing with your co-working space and, and the podcast consulting you're doing. Sure. So the podcast evolved with me, I like to say, which I think is fun because a lot of people think like, oh, if I started this way, it has to be this way for like the next 50 years. And the fun thing is no, (laughs) it's your podcast and go as you like. So in the beginning, I pretty much focused on interviewing women in leadership and because that was the topic I was treating. But I kind of found out that one leadership you know, it's not just a position in a company. That's not what leadership is just about. It's also, there's a lot of ways of being a leader. Mm-hmm. And the other side was also that the tips the women had, whether they were younger or older, regardless of their positions, was all about kind of being authentic and being yourself. And we hear this so much, but we're like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what does that look like? Like, I get you, you're telling me this, you clearly went through some transformation, but I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to do this. So that I decided that that was a little bit the area I wanted to dive into for this last season, which was the third season. So I've been doing this three years. Kind of looking at like, okay, people who did kind of outside of the norm things, who really, you know, went their own way. And how did that process look like? How did they maybe not feel great at times? And then also sharing a little bit of my own storytelling chops to help people tell, not only just tell their stories, but find and own them, which I think is also an important step we often skip. So that was kind of what the podcast is about. And yeah, Coven, we opened, it's been open now two years. So we have a space here in Berlin, Germany, and a second location in the south of Germany. And that's just a really, it's a physical space, which is really Mm -hmm. nice. So I do both online and, you know, media stuff, but also physical, which I think is also super valuable. And we kind of bring women together and give them masterclasses, co-working, mentors, all this stuff to kind of both entrepreneurship and employed kind of take it to the next level. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You take relationships to a different level, obviously, if you're able to kind of get those connections. And then obviously, you can spread yourself and, and have much more of a broader voice by being able to do things online. Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of different relationships you can have. And I think there are reasons and uses for all of them. But I think we shouldn't, you know, leaning too much into one side versus the other is always when we kind of find, kind of suddenly feel a little bit isolated or alone in some way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's why I love why everything that you've been able to build and grow and, and merge together. So you might have already touched on this, but I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And it could be for you or your, or your businesses. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? So I like to say that I marry storytelling and business. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. So from the journalist side and being a book nerd, I'm a really big fan of things have to be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. they have to like actually and the, how we connect is stories. You know, what is it? Campfire tales or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That's how we connect. But on the other hand, we've got, you know, business. If you're an entrepreneur or even you're working in a business, you know, the stories you tell should do something. So they shouldn't, you know, be nice to listen to. They should also drive your business. But people often fall into one camp or the other. Either they're right. very dry because they're like, this has to be sales, basically. <laughs> right. Or they're like, I want to tell really nice things. But, you know, sales is pushy, you know, and I don't want to do that. And then they kind <laughs> right. of end up just telling nice stories and, you know, it doesn't convert. Right. So I like to think that I kind of can put both hats on and do stories that are engaging, but also drive somewhere at the end that 
ideally benefits both parties. That's the point, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you have to have that ability to kind of captivate people so that they are interested in your product and services. And sometimes you're why of why you do things, but you do at, at the end of the day have to make sure that you're in business. And in order to do that, you have to make a sale or two to make sure and ensure that that happens. Yeah. So I like to say that's kind of what I, what I excel at, at getting people from one camp a little bit more than the other and vice versa. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I'm a total productivity nut, which probably means I've tried everything under the sun that there is, <laughs> mostly because as you've listened to what I do, I do a lot of different things and also in different settings, right? So when I work as a strategist and a coach, I'm more like in my home office, but then I also have a physical space I work in. So there's a lot of hats I'm wearing. And that's the biggest challenge, of course. So I really block times where I'm like, so I do usually do sprints in the day, like three different sprints. And then I do like group together tasks. So for example, I will say, okay, this morning I'll focus on Coleman doing these type of things. This afternoon is podcasting these things. And then I also have a timer so that I do see how long things are taking. Cause otherwise planning weeks is really hard. Cause you always think like, oh yeah, I'll do them 30 minutes. And then like three hours later, you're like, oh, <laughs> never right. mind. And yeah, that's how I get a good feel about. So both tracking the time and really blocking times and not switching too much is, is what I've really found super helpful. Nice. That makes so much sense. And I heard you use the word sprint. So could you kind of define exactly what that means to you? Is it just that you're working for something on a project as far as you can take it? Or how do you kind of structure that? So sure. So I kind of throw it out because since I was at a tech startup, you know, doing sprints is actually from like the development side. So like the mm -hmm. IT tech side, they do a lot of sprints. For me, I kind of do them small in the sense of like focus on one topic for a certain amount of time, for example, like two hours. And then I have a bigger project that they feed into that I say like, okay, I'm going to guesstimate this is going to take 10 to our blocks to complete. And then I can schedule those in so I can say like, okay, this is the time I want to have this completed. And that's how I sprint, so to say. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that because I guess the saying is the quickest way to eat a, an elephant is one bite at a time. So a lot of times we have these big projects, these big things that we want to accomplish. Not sure where that time is going to come from. But if you're able to kind of say, hey, if you can break in two hours, you know, for 10 weeks, then all of a sudden you hit whatever goal you might try, be trying to hit. Yeah. And also, we also don't like when we see too many big things, we don't even know where to start. So they were like, oh, yeah. let me check my email. <laughs> and then we drift. <laughs> so sometimes it's good just like having every single task as small as might be written out because then you don't have that excuse. You're like, okay, this is what I have to do next. And then you just yeah. like go through the list and don't like even think about, you know, how big the whole thing is basically. Yeah, it gives you that manageable task that you can because you can you can target and you can you can crush and, and hit. So that, that makes so much sense. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or maybe a piece of advice around podcasting or even storytelling. But what would you kind of tell a younger business person or a younger business self? This is kind of one of my core beliefs and that's very much what drives what I do is you have something valuable to say. Because I'm especially passionate about amplifying women's voices, also <laughs> part of what I do. And, and also in podcasting, listenership is 50 50, but women are about 25% hosts. So it's like, it's not really the most equal. But in general, a lot of people feel like what they have to say don't matter, or somebody has said it better than them. So why should they even bother? And it's been so many times that. I like to give the example, how many times have you been given advice maybe by your parents when you were younger and mm -hmm. they told you this 60 times and you didn't listen because it's your parents <laughs> and then somebody you admired or a friend or something said the same thing and then you're like, oh yeah, totally <laughs> and you're did right. it. Right. So the point is not, you know, has somebody said it before? 
maybe by nowadays there's so much out there probably have Mm. but they haven't said like you would and you we all connect with different people in different ways and you definitely have something valuable to say and that's why i'm really pro people getting out there and sharing their stories that's why I love how you help people, first of all, you know, find their voices and be able to kind of execute on that so that they can understand how exactly they can start whatever it is they're trying to start. Thanks. Yeah, I'm definitely super passionate about that and, you know, kind of the strategy behind that and getting the right stories out and how to tell them that's definitely what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Kat, what does being a CEO mean to you? For me, it just means being in charge of your life and work. I think it's a general thing. I think sometimes it can be tempting to when you're maybe employed or in some situation you're not a huge fan of when you're like, or you're starting your business and it's not going well to decide it's like outside factors <laughs> that are mm-hmm. maybe in your way. And there definitely are those things. I'm not saying there aren't, you know, hardships outside of, you know, your world that get created for you. But being a CEO means saying, okay, they're my ABCD things that are going against me, but I decide how I react to them and I decide what I do and how I move forward. And that's what for me being a CEO is about, is about owning the agency that you do have. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Owning the agency, because I think so many times you can get so focused on external factors of this is going wrong or this isn't, you know, perfectly set up. But if you control yourself, control your mindset, how you look at things, how you react to things that can give you that opportunity to be and, and you know, hit it, hit whatever goal, maybe not in the way you necessarily see, but you can still kind of crush your goal and hit your goal whenever you're able to do that. Yeah. And I think that's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. It's, it's one of those very typical thing. It's simple, but not easy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's also okay to sometimes be run down and sometimes, you know, feel defeated that like those are truly normal feelings, but it's just kind of having that base that you go back to, to kind of pull yourself out of it. Yeah. That, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Cause it's definitely not easy. As you said, you know, it's, it's, it's simple, but not necessarily easy to execute, but that's why, you know, everybody isn't doing it all the time. So that's just a reminder based on that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Where sometimes it is understanding too, that you're not alone. If you're going through that one of those down moments, because entrepreneurship, running a business, running a podcast, doing all these things is extremely hard. So if you're aware of that, then sometimes when you have those down moments, you won't feel like you're by yourself or you're failing or something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's why the second thing I'm so passionate about is community in all these different ways. Because if you try to go at it alone and, you know, from the outside of the Instagram world, everybody is mm. crushing it <laughs> and not having a single problem in the world. It's really important to have those people around you that show you like, it's okay, things go wrong. <laughs> and we've mm. all, we've all had challenges that we've had to dig ourselves out of. Exactly. Yeah, it's all part of the process. So it definitely is great to understand that. So Kat, thank you so much for that definition. I appreciate that. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And then of course, how best they can get a hold of you, subscribe to the podcast, find out about the co-working space and all the awesome things you're working on. Thanks, Rush. It's been an awesome conversation. So thank you for having me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the last thing is, I think I already said my, my key piece of advice, right? And as you said, if anybody wants help with how to do podcasting, I mean, sure, hit me up. I'm at catbrendel.com. If you've heard Crush's podcast and you're like, this sounds cool, but I don't know if it's for the right thing for me. I actually have a quiz that says, should you start a podcast or grow your business? Because I'm also an honest, I'm pretty direct. I'm a little bit German, so I'm very direct too. And <laughs> for some people, it's not the right thing. You know, it's not the best medium. There are other ways you can tell your story better. So I do a little quiz where I honestly tell you 
is this the right fit for you right now? And other than that, you can find everything about Coleman there too, but it's coleman.com. If you want to be forever in Berlin, you're welcome to drop by. Guys are welcome at our events. So for that, you're also welcome to come. Mm-hmm. And yeah, on social media, it's all Kat Brindell. So I'm easy to find. <laughs> Awesome. 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 And I will make sure to have those links in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. But thank you so much again for your time. And again, for that reminder about, you know, sometimes podcasting might be for you, but there's so many other mediums as well, too, that might be better shoes that fit well on you as well. So I definitely appreciate that. Appreciate you. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, guys. You too. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.